no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. to the Bears Essentials. On today's show, we recap the Bears opening training camp press conference and get you squared away for training camp. Ada, what's a good word, my guy? Man, I'm feeling good, Press. My Cubs on the six-game win streak, baby. I'm straight. The Cubs. Get out of here. Ain't nobody want to talk about that, <laughs> Of course you don't. <laughs> well, listen, I don't care, but audience don't give a shit either on Ada. They know as much stuff is going on right now with our Chicago Bears. Them Cubs can kick rocks, son. They can kick rocks. <laughs> man, whatever. But listen, glad you're good. No one cares about those Cubs. But we got a lot to talk about with these Bears. First order of business. Ryan Pulse came into pretty much when you think about this, this organization. We talked about it a lot during this offseason, they dub. We were trying to figure out what was going to happen at this offensive line position. It was a lot of fucking musical chairs that was being played during OTAs. I feel like the organization, the coaching staff was trying to figure out what do we have here with this young talent? Right. Well, I feel like they got their answers because we see that they made some veteran moves here. And I like what Ryan Poles has done because he took a position that leaded in the training camp was one of the ones that you and I were saying is questionable. We don't know what's going to happen here. So now bringing in veteran help here, A-Dub is like, all right, it's about time they start making decisions with just the fields at top of mind. Yeah, man, it's good, Perez. They are focused on that. They realize that this uh, office line is a problem. They have to wait till some of that smoke clear with everything else going on with this team because there's so much happening. But now they're able to focus in on that old line. So kind of glad for Ryan Poles to be able to make that a priority coming to the season, especially to training camp. I mean, think about it. Michael Schofield, you're bringing him in here, veteran of the league. He's going to probably come in right away, plug in at that right guard spot. So audience, you guys don't have to worry about Sam Mustafer. Now, there is a chance, potentially, that maybe Tevin Jenkins may kick in and guard. We don't know what's going to happen there. But right now, with that move, you solidified that right guard position. And then by bringing in big Riley Reef, now you got a guy that's coming in here, left tackle, a veteran. And now it leaves you a right tackle to figure out, is it going to be Tevin Jenkins versus Moore? Is Tevin Jenkins kicking in the guard? What's going to happen, A-Dub? We don't know. But... By making these moves, Ryan Poles, you have definitely shored up a position group that a lot of us are worried about. It's about Riley. Yeah, played right tackle, left tackle. Like last season, played right tackle. So this guy has versatility too. He can go either side. These credit offensive line, we talk about Borum and, and Seven Jenkins. Where are you going to go with those two guys, right? Are they the ones for the position? You don't know. Then you go right down to uh, Michael, what he's been able to do, play that right tackle as well. But he also right guard too. Yeah, I think right guard is going to be pretty much where he's going to end up being put. And then when it when it comes to Riley, I think left tackle is probably going to be the sweet spot there for him. Braxton Jones, I think he is someone that the organization is still very high on. But I yeah. do like the idea, or I do like the move here by Ryan Poles by bringing a veteran in here because now Braxton can develop into the position. He can learn behind a veteran in the game. So I thought this was a very good move by Ryan Poles. Hey. 
Michael, you know, he's from Orland Park anyway, so he's from here. That's what's up, too. So he get to play at home pretty much for him. So that'll be good, too, man. The guy won the Super Bowl as well with the Broncos. So that's all salute to him. He come in, you know, understanding what it takes to win. That's a good thing, too. So maybe he can also help these young guys out. Listen, I don't give a shit where he's from. As long as he can block for Justin Fields, bring him here. <laughs> shit. I was, right. <laughs> I was just sick of Justin getting hit, man. So if these guys can come in here and get the job done, I don't yeah. care. But I'll tell you one thing. One thing is very clear right now. The clock is ticking on you, Tevin Jenkins. Woo! And I kind of feel bad for him in a way, too, Perez. But it is what it is. It's a game. you got to perform. And if he can't rise to the occasion, it's not going to look good. Well, I don't feel sorry for me, a millionaire. Shit, I feel sorry for me and you. We ain't. <laughs> Shit. Hey, hey step, up. Me. <laughs> step up, bro. Hey. <laughs> you right, friends. He got to step up, man. This is his chance to shine, man. He's getting a golden opportunity here because I still think uh, Ryan Poles, Eva Poos, they're still two individuals who were just looking at people for what they are, what they can bring to the table, man. And that's that kind of thing I look at objectively that they're bringing. Seven Jenkins, you can't let no fifth round draft pick man take your spot now. You know, <laughs> you know, we, me and you talk about it so much on this show. Seven Jenkins, he was a guy you and I were all lathered up about when we drafted him last year, bro. We were like, yep. seeing him on film, and like, oh my God, he would be perfect in the Bears uniform. And I still think he's got a ton of potential. But my worry is now, it's like, okay, well, what are we doing here? Now you see them bring these veterans in here. It's like kind of like the rights on the wall here. It is like the right on the wall, Perez. That's when you take it personal, right? If you're Tevin I would. <laughs> like, I got to get this together now, man. They bringing in guys who already done it. Listen, I'm like, wait a minute. I thought I had this spot. <laughs> okay. All right, that's what y'all did. Not, not, not only did you bring one veteran in, you brought two veterans in here. <laughs> right, right, man. That's, that's, making a, that's making a statement right there Ryan Poe's making. And when they talked about making this whole thing competitive, remember, Press, they used their world time when they get some, create some competition. You didn't think you had competition before. You do now. Oh, shit. We definitely got it now. We definitely got it now. <laughs> now, one thing that I wanted to touch on before we get into our thoughts on the press conference that was had, Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn have both reported to training camp. But it looks like these guys might be like some hold-in type situations. And it's a little bit different in the way these players are handling things now. Back in the day, you have a guy hold out. Well, now these guys are reporting to training camp. We just don't know if they're going to show up on the practice field or not. Because with the situation with Roquan Smith, we're hearing that contract negotiations, the Bears and his agency are pretty far off in the numbers that Roquan's looking at and probably what they're trying to offer him. And I'll tell you one thing, if they fuck this up, and lowball this kid, and it pisses him off, and he wants to get up out of here, then that's going to be the first time you're going to hear me be critical of Ryan Poles on this show. So I'm hoping that they get this thing hammered out and figured out. They got to get this figured out with Roquan, man, without a doubt, Perez. Uh, I know Roquan for sure. His, heart's, his, his heart is in Chicago. He wants to be here, Perez. He wants to support the team. Um, but, yeah, let's get that whole thing figured out, man, because we need him, man. That guy has shown to me and you – that um, he can be, you know, all-world player, man. And um, the fact that this haven't got sold out yet, man, it's tough. It's tough seeing it, right? But I, will, I hope they get this done very soon. Listen, this is my whole thing when it, when it comes to Roquan. 25 years old, entering the prime of his career. True. Now, if you look at some of the, the contracts that have been signed to his position group, Darius Leonard, Fred Warner. Yeah. 
mean, these guys got paid. Yep. And anything less than a hundred million for Roquan ain't gonna get the job done. Definitely feel like he's being low ball friends. You know, this thing gonna can drag out. But I hope that Ryan Poles can figure it out, man. They meet somewhere that really makes this guy feel like he's worthy, um, that he's worth that money, man. And I think to, to, to his point, to where Roquan is at, he looked at the work that he's done the past few season prayers. He's pretty much saying, I'm one of those dudes that got to pay me. He is that dude, and they should pay him. This is a guy that's done everything the right way. I talked about it last year on the show. Roquan was the only member of that defense last year that showed up for everything. When the defense, the, the, when the defensive players, all of them decided to sit out last season during minicamp and, and the voluntary OTAs, Roquan yep. was that guy that was there. He's done everything the right way. He's played his ass off. Get his man this contract. Now, I've seen some fans that was talking shit, talking about some trade them and this and that. Y'all got to stop that. Stop trying to trade everybody <laughs> on your team. You don't mean that. Exactly. Let that Barbie go, man. We got a stud. You keep a stud like him. And the good thing, like I said, Perez, like you and I spoke on before, man, his leadership, that is one of the things this kid been bringing. You just talked about him with the voluntary OTAs and all that stuff, man. This is what we want with this team. A guy that's going to bring it every every day. This guy want to be here. He want to lead by example. You know, one thing I just forgot about when it came to Roquan, he don't have an agency. Roquan don't even have an agent. He's representing himself. So Roquan is the guy that said, no, I haven't gotten a deal or offer that I find to be fair and reasonable. So until he finds a deal to his liking, I don't expect Roquan to be out there on the practice field. We're going to see. We're going to see if he's out there. We'll see what happens this week. But honestly, A-Dub, I just like the fact that he at least reported to camp. I agree too, Fred. I like the fact they report to camp as well, man. And that does show that he do care. So even with that, even with the contract thing going on right now, negotiations, he's still showing that, hey, I still want to support this team in some capacity. So for me, it's like, you know what? He's giving us all the the, 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 the action that he wants to be here. And let's make this whole thing happen before it gets out of hand. Well, one thing, though, another situation, and this is another thing, too, where a lot of people in the fan base were being very critical of Ryan Poles. They were blaming a lot of things on him. They were looking at the situation with some of the players that were getting in trouble off the field. They were looking at the situation with Jaquan Brisker, which we'll talk about here in a second, the situation with Roquan, the situation with Robert Quinn. But we're starting to see some of these situations starting to get resolved. Robert Quinn, he reported to Hallis Harrap. Now, we don't know if he's on practice. But at least he's reported. Because, I mean, because at one point, ain't done. we didn't know if he was going to show up. My whole thing is this. When a guy like that, it's invaluable for some of these younger guys. Like I talk about with Travis Gibson. You brought up Dominique Robinson in the past. Some of these young emerging players on this team, they can benefit from having a guy like that out there on the practice field. Even if he's not practicing, he may see something that may be able to give those guys a tip here and there. Yep. So there's value in him being present. And I'm sure for Matt Eberfuss, he has to be happy to know he'll be there. Yeah, you got to be happy, man. I know if we definitely have to see two of his vets there, man, on this team, two of pretty much, you look at leaders really on this team. So having them both there, Perez, it's good, man, for the young guys. And like you said, man, picking up some tips, you know, that they probably gave some few words of wisdom to those guys. I guess when I look at the situation with Robert Quinn, who knows how it how it ends, but I would think, in my opinion, and I just, audience. I'm not saying this because I've heard this from anyone. This is just my opinion. I think that he starts the season with the Bears, and I think we'll see how it goes. Now, will he probably end the season as a Bear? Probably not. But I think he starts the season as a Bear, and maybe at some point in the season, if the Bears get off, if they, if, 
If the Bears get an offer A-Dub, they can't refuse, then we may right. see something happen there. That's a good thought process there, Perez. I just hope when, if he does play, I hope he play extremely at a high level because you want to keep that going. We talk about the trade value. Yeah, I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, he put up numbers without Khalil Mack in, there, in, the, in the lineup. I mean, shit, they, those teams were keying in on, on Robert Quinn, and he was still doing his thing. So, you know, I think the secondary has improved. I think you got a better scheme and a better uh, yep. system that's going to be able to be – that's going to be run out there. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I, I honestly think that Robert Quinn is not going to be an issue for us this year. I think there's going to be some other things that we're going to have to worry about. He's not going to be Jaquar Brisker, A-Dub, because we were worried about a potential holdout for this young kid. But no, right. Ryan Post is like, no, nah, I got y'all. <laughs> hey, hey, look, Ryan Post like, you know what? Hey, everything ain't all bad now, all right? I understand we got some things happening here, but guess what? There's a lot of big good things been going on lately and signing this kid here, man, getting it out the way, this contract situation the way, and moving forward, that's a good thing. Everyone was worried before. I was worried, Perez. Like, let's get this thing going before training camp, man. And we finally got it out the way. Yeah, and as we mentioned on the last episode, per the reports that are out there, part of the reason why there was the holdout was because of the amount of guaranteed money in the third year of the deal because there was a player that was selected above Brisker who got $100,000 guaranteed in third year of his deal, but then there yeah. was a player behind Brisker that had $0 guaranteed in the third year of the deal. So this all this was to me was a situation about when, when it, this was a situation when a guy wanted to make sure that he took care of the business side of his career. He gets all his money guaranteed. I got no complaints with that. He's in here. He's ready to work. Let's go. Now we can move forward. Yeah, because now he's in there with the rest of his teammates. He don't lose track. He don't lose. Uh, he don't lose any momentum. This is a guy that we're counting on. He's going to be that starter next to Eddie Jackson. So you just want to make sure he's out there from day one. Yes, sir, Perez. And I don't think there's going to be any setbacks going forward. So I think we're in good shape now. So, honestly, I breathed a sigh of relief. I'm sure Ryan Poles did and the fan base. We should be happy about this. Now, the only thing we got to worry about now is how soon is it before we hear the Roll Call Smith extension news? Like, <laughs> I kind of feel like something's got to be in the works. Probably within the next week, I would say two weeks. I don't think they're going to let this thing linger. At least I hope they don't. Right, right. At least we hope they don't, right? I think it always comes with prioritization, right? They got the one thing out the window, the kid. Now I think they can probably spend most of their energy now on Roquan and getting out the way. So hopefully that's the thing there, Perez. We'll see what happens, man. But I am hopeful that it'll get done soon. Now, audience, I wanted to take a couple minutes on this show today and kind of get some takeaways from Ryan Pohl speaking to the media because, again, I feel like this guy has caught a lot of criticism. He's caught a lot of strays for the fan base. And I think that it's very important to realize the situation that he's inherited. He inherited a roster that was pretty awful that he had to cut. He inherited a salary cap position that was not enviable. So he had to do a lot of tough – he had to make a lot of tough decisions. We've already talked about that, so I'm not going to trace anything. But the biggest takeaway that I had, A-Dub, from this press conference today was, A, this man is going to do whatever possible to stabilize that offensive line. I talked about that in the open. That offensive line headed to training camp before these moves was questionable. Agreed. Now he's coming here, and he's brought two veterans in here that's going to be able to stabilize things a little bit. Those moves are made with the idea of making sure that Justin Fields is set up for success. It's going to help our team. 
And you talk a lot about that, Perez, about what we're going to do with Justin Fields. We spent months talking about that. <laughs> What's yes. going to happen, man? And now we see some things happening. And we're like, okay, I like this kind of a change here, bringing in some vets who have done it before. So you got to get Ryan Poles some credit there, Perez. And this shows that he is still working, man. He got that out the way. You talked about Brisker. Now you're talking about going to Roquan Smith. It's like this guy's still constantly working everything out with this team. And like you said before, with all this team been through the past year and Ryan Poles have to come in and clean up, that's a lot of work, man. But I guess my point, though, I was bringing up is pertaining to the offensive line and also for Justin Fields is the fact of the fact that for the first time, I think that they're finally starting to make moves keeping this kid top of mind because – a lot of people felt earlier in the offseason there were not enough weapons on the offense for them. A lot of people felt that this offensive line wasn't up to stuff. Well, what did Ryan Poles go out there and do? He made the trade for Nikhil Harry. I thought that was yep. going to be a nice little solid move for him. They've improved this offensive line. you you got to know that Justin Fields has to be happy about it. I mean, I was looking at Justin Fields' body language in the press conference today. He looked at a guy that was, like, ready and locked in and ready to go. And he even feels that the moves that they made in that offensive line – now, is it going to help the team? But he's like, it's going to help these younger guys. And I thought about that part, too. It's like, yeah, you got a lot of young guys on this team, on that offensive line, that these guys can all soak things up from. So it's a really yeah. good move all the way across the board for Ryan Pulse. Yeah, it's a good move, Perez. And I like what you were alluding to when you talk about this offensive line and what they can do for the young players. This is probably going to be good for Tevin Jenkins. This is going to be good for Borb. All these young guys, like you're saying, man, they're going to learn a lot from some of these vets. And I think that helps Justin Fields, too. And like you said, protection is most important for sure. Fields in a good position to be successful. And that's what it's been all about for the get-go. Not letting Justin Fields get hurt and put him in a situation where he can make good plays. And I think adding some vets like this here, Perez, is a step in the right direction, like you're saying, man. So I totally agree. I mean, one of the biggest things that I'm looking at right now when you think about this offensive line there's only two people on the offensive line as of right now that are clear-cut starters. That's Cody Whitehair and that's Lucas, Pat Lucas Patrick. Outside of that, A-Dub, everything's up for grabs. <laughs> yeah, it's up for grabs for sure, man. And, uh, I, I like the competition, though, Perez. I, I really do, man. And whoever wins, it's like, you know what? I'm quite sure you have to outwork some guys to get that job, man. So I like the competitive nature here, man. I think it's going to help push all the guys. And the thing is, it, you create some good depth pieces, too, because, you know, you're not talking about all the time for us. We just don't know when an injury can occur, man. And do you got some backup help who can come in and hold it for that? Speaking of Justin, Ryan Poles was asked at the press conference today, you know, his thoughts on Justin Fields from the offseason program. And I thought this was pretty telling, A-Dub, where Ryan Poles said, hey, Justin's doing everything that he's supposed to do. Right. And so when I hear that, hey, that shows me that the GM and the organization – they like what they see. Correct. He also went on to say, Dub, that they're going to continue to add things to the offense, and he's going to have to continue to grow based on what he sees and what the defenses are throwing at him. And I thought that was a good – I thought that was a really good quote because what we know from any great quarterback – what we know about any great quarterback in this league is having command of the offense, understanding what they're seeing out there, leadership – these are all things that are going to be important and intangibles that you want your quarterback to have. And these are all things that we're hearing more and more of, of people saying that Justin Fields has have, or these are things that people say Justin Fields has improved upon. And so it makes me happy to hear Ryan Pohl speaking out about that in the press conference, especially when we're heading into uh, training camp this week. 
Yeah, Perez. It actually shows a lot of growth in that kid. So salute to Justin Fields, man, just showing progress. And I know you and I talk about that all the time, Perez, about him getting better and better. And you hit on the head of some of his um, shortcomings that occurred last season. So to see that now he's improving, Perez, having the full training camp focusing on him, I mean, that's just a good thing. And seeing all the positive thoughts about him, that's a plus. So I hope he continue on that, on that, um, on that journey. Yeah, just also just seeing all those guys excited. I was looking at Jalen Johnson, his body language. He looked excited out there. And I know a lot of those guys, they had some things to say about the previous regime, and rightfully so. I'm sure a lot of those guys didn't like the way things went. But I just felt like a lot of these guys came in here. You can tell that they appreciate their being held accountable with this new regime. Yep. I think a lot of them are just welcoming a new opportunity. Yeah, man. And the thing with that, Chris, they know that things are different. It's not the same as last season. So now they've been held accountable. They've been pushed. This is what these young players want to see, man. And now they're putting themselves in situations to where they continue to grow. And I would just say, as a whole, I think when you look at this roster, a lot of people are looking at this roster. They're like, ah, it's not, it's a, it's a bottom roster in the league and this and that. But I tell you what, that roster is not going to be short on. It's guys that are going to be chomping at the bit to show themselves and prove themselves. And it's also no, not going to be short on competition. Now, say what you want, audience, or people that aren't Bears fans that may come across this podcast and be like, oh, man, what are they talking about? The Bears are trash. Well, again, we're going to keep repeating this in case people are tuning in for us for the first time. The Chicago Bears schedule in 2022 is a schedule that I think is one that they are going to be able to have a little bit more. They, I think they're going to have a lot more success with the schedule than they're being credited for. And I also think, a dub that this team is going to surprise a lot of people this season. So with that being said, I shared Ryan Poles' enthusiasm for what he's seen out of Justin Fields. I've been very impressed by him, too. I love the fact that this guy has been ready to work. He's been working with Mooney. He's been working with Fellas Jones. Anytime this guy's in Chicago, he's calling up his teammates. He's ready to work. I love that. Yeah, Perez, and you're right. That's the improvement right there, man. Commitment to trying to get better. Working with the people you know you've got to throw to. Continue that, you know, relationship, building on that, right? I mean, I love the seeing that with uh, Justin Fields. So I'm happy for him, man. I hope this whole thing can work out well. But to your point, man, I'm not going to write the Bears off that soon and say they're going to be trash because I don't believe that's going to be the case here, Chris. I think they're going to be competitive. May not get the wins we want to see them get, but they're going to be competitive, man, to the point people are going to start to see some of this improvement and say, okay, this team is on the right track. So salute to Justin Fields for putting a lot of work in, man. One other point, and I wanted to get your thoughts on before we move forward here in the discussion, Ryan Poles also touched on his dismissal of Sue Campbell. Now, you and I, we, we, we kind of discussed it a little bit on some previous shows. We didn't want to... Um, you know, make accusations about what exactly happened just because we didn't really know the whole circumstances behind the firing. Right. So Ryan Poe spoke out on it. He just said, yeah. He said, you know, we chose to go in a new direction. And he said it was based heavily on his desire to add a mental skills and mental health component to the role. So by getting rid of Sue Campbell, he replaced him with uh, Mike Wiley Jr. And he credited Mike Wiley for a lot of the things that he brings to the table from a mental side of things, you know. This is where you got to give Ryan Poles a little bit more credit. I understand there's some concerns about how it happened, right? But let Sue Campbell go. I get that part of it. But if you think about the mindset of why he decided to go in direction, I can quite understand it, right? You're talking about the mental aspect. 
players, there are some players who are mentally tough, Fresh. You know that already. But there are some who are not quite mentally tough, man, who are struggling a little bit, who may need to push or need someone to talk with them. That's just part of life, really. So seeing that Brian Post have that thought, like, hey, I want to get someone that can help some of these players with that part of it, it makes sense, bro. Yeah, and one thing, too, I agree with everything you said there, but the part that really intrigued me about this is Ryan Post continues to think outside the box. He continues yes. to think about things that matter. And when you got a guy like Mike Wiley that's coming in here, the guy has a psych degree. He's consulted with college and high school players. He's worked with FIBA. So he's got a track record. You know what I mean? Yes, he does. And one of the other things that Brian Poe shared is the pressures that the game puts on people. Yep. There's a mental piece that's super critical. And he is so right about that. Because we see a lot of times with some of these players – that mental aspect can kind of crumble them. Agreed. Yeah, man, that's a factor right there, Perez, that mental aspect, man. Either sometimes players fold under the pressure like that. I mean, we see other sports where it happens, right? <laughs> because that pressure, you need someone that can actually help work you through that process, man. And it's a process. It's not something that can happen overnight. So having someone come in with that kind of understanding and knowing what to do in those situations, that helps, Perez. So with, now we're hearing that reasoning. It kind of makes sense. I still don't know why you could have wait till that man got back from his vacation, but however, <laughs> <laughs> I, I got you. But I understand the move because it makes a lot of sense. And Ryan Pose even spoke about the fact that he speaks with a sports psychologist monthly to help him deal with the pressures of his job. And I think that's important that he has someone to talk to, especially when dealing with this goddamn fan base at times. Right, yeah. <laughs> You know, the fan base is going to challenge a lot, man. They're going to challenge almost everything. So, yeah, Chicago is different, baby. It's different. But you hit a good point, though, man. That mental aspect and Ryan Poles even being open about his own, right? And just share with you that, hey, you know, in life, sometimes you need a little help, man. And uh, having the right help is more important than anything else. Uh, and, that, and that's facts there. You know, one thing that just popped up in my head, I just thought about this. A-Dub, he didn't rule out and anymore. He, uh, Ryan Poles didn't rule out the fact that of him adding more help on that offense. And I like the fact that potentially we can see maybe another veteran or two that might be able to come into the mix. I don't think Ryan Poe's done with this team, Perez. He's going to do the best he can, even up until when the season starts. And, of course, he's already thinking out down the line already. So the fact that Ryan Poe's mindset is all about how to upgrade this team and going about it his own way. Nothing wrong with that. It's different. But you know what? I can't can't say it's wrong. So I got to give a guy credit from that perspective. And you're right. He might just do a few more things, moves for us to upgrade this team. I mean, because his exact words is, I don't think you could ever have enough playmakers. And he's right. And, <laughs> That's true. And while, and while I know that he's happy with the guys that they have there in the building, he did say, he committed to saying that they're going to stay activated up. They're going to try to fire playmakers and continue to make these competitive. And I like that. When I heard that, I said, ooh, that's good. Because on paper, yeah, that's one thing. But we get to see this week and the next week how these guys look out there on the field, what they do when they get those pads on, what they do in preseason. So there's a lot of steps in the road that we got to take. So a lot so a lot of what I'm hearing from him is the fact that he realizes that, hey, I might not be done yet. Right. And depending on how this team shape up, Perez, how it all looks going forward, that's where you know where the need is at the most, right? 
I can go make some moves here and try to make some moves to add to maybe upgrade the wide receiver offensive line, wherever it may be, Chris, wherever Brian Poles is feeling at that time, that's what he's going to do. So the whole goal is, like you're saying, is to upgrade this team and going about that way of keeping your eyes open, working hard to see what we can be done. That's what Ryan Poles is going to do. I mean, ain't done. We say it all the time. This is a results oriented business, sir. Guys have to go out there. They got to master that playbook. They got to go out there and make fucking plays. And if you do that, you got no problems. If you don't, then somebody's going to be tapping you on the shoulder and you're going to get replaced. <laughs> That's enough. it. Exactly, friends. We ain't wasting no time. You can't get the job done. Ryan Paul's going to bring somebody else in who can do it. I mean, and, and that's it. Now, one thing I will say, though, is I do like the coaching staff that we have in place now, especially when we think about our office with Tyke and Luke. These are guys that are really going to be able to work with these guys and make sure that we're getting the best out of what we have on office. So that gives me a little confidence in what we have there. But I'm just excited, man, to see these guys outside on the practice field. I can't wait, man. I cannot wait to get out there to uh, to Hallis Hall, brother. Yeah, man, I can't wait to press. The time is coming soon, baby. TikTok, TikTok, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. So, Aiden, what was your thoughts on Mayor Lightfoot? Now, we saw when she <laughs> shared the city's proposals to renovate Soldier Field. What did you think about that whole little presentation? I watched the whole thing, but I want to get your thoughts on it as well. Man, I thought like life with, Lori Life was on the right direction of what she wants to do. You want to talk about getting a dome for the for the uh, for Soldier Field. Those are all the right thoughts, friends. But here's the point. It's probably too late, though, man, to bring proposals to trying to keep the Bears here with that now. These are some things I thought should have been talked about or done maybe some years back. But I got to give Lori Life put together a package, putting together some options, right? I applaud that part, how to expand the team, how to get more seedings, you know, how to more get more fans. I get all that stuff. So, but the, overall, at the end of the day, Perez, it might be too late. Oh, it's definitely too late. It's definitely too late. The Bears <laughs> have already gone out and said, hey, Dub, that their mindset is on Arlington Heights. You know, yeah. they, when, they, when they signed that purchase agreement, they're going to yeah. vet that thing out. And while I thought Mayor Lightfoot cool that you did that, all that was to me, and I continue to keep telling people, this is a check-the-box move by the mayor so she can st- sit here and tell people, oh, I didn't lose the Bears on my, under my uh, watch. I tried to do everything I could to keep them here. This is all that was. Because when I looked at her proposal, I said, okay, this is cute, but it still don't speak to what the main issues are. Right, the Bears right. still won't own the stadium. That's true. In Arlington Heights, they're going to own that shit. They're going to own that entire land. They'll be able to do whatever they want to do with it. They'll be able to make their decisions. There was nothing in that proposal that spoke to that. All I saw was all those beautiful little pre-renderings. <laughs> right. No, you're right. That's a good point you bring up, Perez. Some amenities and all this stuff. That, that's all cool. But it doesn't beat being the owner. Like, you own full rights of all what you want to do with what you have to say to wise. You can do whatever you want to do. When you're leasing out something, friends, when you're renting, you're a renter, you don't have that kind of authority. So, really, at the end of the day, the Bears want to be the Bears. That's it. They want to be their own bosses and do their own thing. And Lori Lightfoot, in a way, I just feel like, you know what, like Perez says, a presentation, you want to show your quality, the work what you've done to show the Chicago fans that you tried. I get that. But again, this should have been done the moment you got upset. Remember the time she got upset for us? She was frustrated. She made some comments. She made some quotes about oh, she was, the team. Oh, she was running her mouth. She was running her mouth big time. 
Right, but you should have been putting proposals together at that point. She was too busy throwing the team under the bus, talking about them working against Green Bay and all kind of shit. She was talking crazy. <laughs> yes, she was, man. She went all at the Bears, man. They looked like, oh, now you want to give us a proposal now? Yeah, Come now, on, man. Now you want to talk to us like you got some damn sense? No, no. It's, that ship sealed. <laughs> and this is what we're going to probably end up seeing. Now, everybody knows the Bears have a lease with Soldier Field that expires after 2033. But as I mentioned before on the show, they can opt out in 2026, $84 million penalty for doing so. To me, that's probably when it makes the most sense for the Bears to kind of make that move to Arlington Well, Perez, they geared up probably for that timeline right there, Perez. So, Lord, can continue throwing out all these proposals. They ain't going to buzz because they have a plan in place already. And I think that's the key right there. The Bears already got a plan, Perez, in place. So no matter what your plan is, May not mean nothing. It's going to be just darts at the wall, right? Just going out there, and they're not going to pretty much care. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, like I said, Mayor, you know, good try, good attempt. But it was that that whole presentation was uh, was a waste of time. It was about a whole, was a whole bunch of nothing when it came to being effective. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm sure the Bears organization was looking at it like, cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Appreciate it. But, you know, yep. we're moving on. But we still move it up. And uh, like I said, I can't wait to see what the Bears put together for out there at Arlington Heights. Because there's still so many people that keep saying to me, I don't see how they're going to do it. Traffic out there was bad just when they had the racetrack out there. I'm like, hey, listen, when there's a will, there's a way. They'll figure that shit out. <laughs> Definitely. They'll figure it out, friends. And, then, and the good thing is to know what the, the uh, areas of opportunities are already. You can plan around it. So they know that's the problem. They can fix it. They got enough time to do it. This is my thing, too. The, what the mayor was proposing, that shit was going to be almost, what, almost $2 billion? Yeah, a lot of money. I'm like, man, who paying for that? <laughs> you already know who paying for that. Tax exactly. ass, probably. <laughs> yeah, fuck out of here. <laughs> right. So that's going to hurt our, our pockets, man. So it's going to come out the people. So that's probably why she was doing that, because she don't have the McCaskey family, allegedly, a cheat. <laughs> so she's probably like, listen, you, you do it our way, we can save you guys some money. They're like, look, we can make a whole bunch of more by doing our own thing. I mean, because think about it. If the Bears go and do their own thing, you know that the type of state of art, the state of the art stadium that the Bears are going to create out there in Arlington Heights, you know how much that shit's going to cost them. It's going to be up there. Yeah, it's going to be up there, Brad. It's going it's gonna to hit the bank, baby, for sure. But the return on investment is what the Bears are looking at. The hey, oh, of I course. Of that's course. the biggest thing. You know how they go. Listen, what this thing is about for the Bears, I already mentioned one component, is the control. The yep. profit is going to be another thing. We know that right now the Bears, they're like getting like little dips of the profit. Right now... They're going to be able to get everything. Everything that happens at that new stadium, that's going into their pockets. So, honestly, this is one of those situations where it's just kind of like a, a thing for Bears fans. We all just kind of have to just come to grips with the fact that this team is going to be moving at some point. This team is going to be moving. <laughs> so, ain't much we can do about that but say, hey, look, Lori Lightfoot can continue doing her thing. But this Bears team's already decided what they want to do already. Audience, I would say get out there to Soldier Field. Soak it in as much as you can. Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> Folks that live out there in Arlington Heights, buckle up.
Because a lot of them, because a lot of them ain't used to that traffic that's coming their way. It's coming. <laughs> right. See, they can handle that though. But you know what? Some of them get a chance to go to the game as well, Chris. So it, shit, they've been going to the game. Most of the season ticket holders are people that live in the suburbs. We talked about that on the show. So think about it is it's easy for them to get to the games. Now I'm going to the game regardless. I don't give a fuck where they play it. I already, <laughs> I already said that. As long as they play it somewhere in the state of Illinois, I'm there. I was going down to Champaign to see games. When they were down there temporarily for home games. That's true. So, yeah. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll follow my team wherever they go. As long as they're in this state. Y'all move okay. out of this state, then you can consider me not going to your games. And I probably won't be talking about your games. <laughs> right. You know, the part of us no more if you're out of the state. You're your own now. Yeah, it's like, like I don't know about this shit, though. <laughs> but, hey, though, before we get out of here, man, and I feel like I want to get from you, with training camp on the horizon, I thought it'd be appropriate for us to end the show by talking through the audience one of our guys that we think is going to be a camp favorite at training camp. Camp favorite. Going to be wide receiver number one, baby. Money Moon! It's going to be the favorite, baby. Well, that's an easy one. I mean, that, that's that's a no-brainer, A-Dub. I'm going after uh, Elijah Hicks. I think that while everybody's going to be talking about Kyler Gordon, everybody's going to be talking about Jaquara Brisker, rightfully so, because those yeah. are going to be the guys that are going to plug in to start that secondary. But when I get look at a guy like Elijah Hicks, he's the one, and we did our draft recap episode, I thought, all right, this guy has an ability to break up passes. He was a playmaker in there in college. He's got a really good instinct for tracking down the football. And he's physical in the run game. So I have a feeling that in house hall, we're in training camp, you're going to see this kid flying around the football and fans are going to fucking fall in love with that style of play. Me personally, I think that Elijah Hicks is going to be that guy that's going to make those highlight plays in practice in preseason. Now, I know A-Dub's over here talking to y'all about Money Moon. Of course, Money Moon's going to tear it up. Listen, he been practicing with Justin Fields all summer. Well, yep. Money Moon, he's going to be scoring touchdowns every time you look at Kim. He's supposed to do that. No, you're right. So, so I'm talking about the guy that nobody's going to be expecting that's going to turn some hits, Elijah Hicks. That's going to be my guy. Elijah Hicks, okay. Thomas Graham Jr. You better watch out, friends. Okay, well, at least you're finally giving us somebody that's not a household name. Okay. I'll <laughs> All right, cool then, because my boy Thomas Graham Jr., he's coming, friends. He is coming. Y'all better watch out, man. Hurt. I know you, you already predicted he was going to win that nickel job, which I, I don't think is going to be the case. And actually, you know what? We should make a, a little bet here on this here podcast. So, A-Dub thinks that Thomas Graham Jr. is going to win that starting nickel job. I think Young is going to win it. So, A-Dub, when that happens, the first round of drinks at the first Bears game we go to is on you. Bet. <laughs> All right, artists. You heard it here. That bet was made. A-Dub, I can't wait to do that. I'm a man, I'm gonna order the most expensive drink that they have at Soldier Field. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's all it's all done, bro? It's all done. I'm already looking forward to it. <laughs> Audience sure. over there like present shit. He already taking a victory lap. I am. Hey, we'll see. We are gonna see. I'm telling you right now, y'all gonna be shocked. Honestly, A-Dub, I wouldn't be upset if it happened. We'll see, right? We'll see. All right, audience, listen. Training camp's finally here. 
And for anybody that was lucky enough to get tickets out there, enjoy that shit. Take plenty of pictures. Take in that moment. AW and I will be giving you guys our live insight and updates. And we'll be trying to podcast as much as we can over the week. But we're covering other events as well in the city. So we'll do the best we can. But we will be there at Hallis Hall. We'll try to do what we can as far as get on the podcast as much as possible. Hey, man, love life and enjoy the weather. Yes, sir. Listen, well said, Adel. Well said. Audience, as always, we appreciate your continued support and for helping make us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. Bear the fuck down and we are out.